Live from this is the Just End the Suffering Podcast. For the win. Got it! Oh! He broke his head! Here's your host, Mike Phillips. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the latest episode of the Just on the Suffering Podcast. It's New York Sports Talk and long-suffering fan. Your host, Mike Phillips. I got a good show for you this week. Super Bowl matchup is set between the Eagles and the Chiefs. I'm going to be joined just a bit by our good friend of the podcast, Martino Pucci. We're going to do a Super Bowl betting special here on the podcast. We're going to look at all the different ways you could bet the game. We're talking about the spread, where it's at, the money line, the props, all that fun stuff with Martino. It's coming just a bit. I'll make sure you're locked into the show this week's two-minute drill. I'm going to... Recap what you need to know from the Australian Open. Just wrapped up here. Got a familiar champion on the men's side, a brand new one on the women's. We'll get to all that in just a bit. If you like it here on the Justin Suffering Podcast, feel free to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, all the usual suspects. Simply search for Just and the Suffering or Favorite Podcast platforms. you find all episodes there. Feel free to your feedback and starrings as well. I like the podcast even better going forward. Check out the YouTube page, Mike Phillips on YouTube. Video version of the conversation with Martino is up on YouTube. Again, Mike Phillips on YouTube. Without any further ado, let's get to our opening tip. We're going to recap the conference championship games, what you need to know from Sunday's action there. That's coming up right after this. Three, two, one. Y'all ready for this? The opening tip. And here we go. Opening tip time here. Conference championship game here. Super Bowl matchup set. Eagles will be taking on the Chiefs in Arizona on February 12th. Top two seeds in the NFL. The two best teams. First on a while we've gotten that, which is going to be very exciting here. How we got there? Very interesting. We'll start the Eagles at 49ers. After they blew out the Giants in the divisional round, this is another clinic by the Eagles. They dominate the trenches once again. They blew out the 49ers advanced Super Bowl. You can talk for sure about how the rest missed that big call in the fourth and three in the first quarter when Jalen Hurst hits Devontae Smith on the deep pass. They rule a catch. The replay clearly shows a drop, but the Eagles hustle the line. The NFL replay assist does not get on it quick enough to reverse the call. 49ers don't challenge. Early momentum swing. But the game is really over when Brock Purdy gets hurt because he ends up getting strip sack early on by Hassan Reddick, loses the fumble, leaves the game with a UCL injury, ends up getting replaced by Josh Johnson. And the 49ers knew it was bad because they, I mean, there's two balls on the line. And they stuck with Josh Johnson. He gets them to tie the game as a big mistake late in the half, but he gets a concussion. And the 49ers do not have a third quarterback dress that's forced to put Brock Purdy back in. But as I mentioned, dealing with the elbow issue, finds a torn UCL, doesn't need Tommy John surgery. He couldn't throw the ball more than five to 10 yards down the field. And you factor that in with what's going on here, that essentially eliminates the entire passing game for the 49ers, and that really kills any chance they had to come back. Because when you're down as much as they were, they were down 31-7 to at one point. If you don't have a quarterback, you're not winning that game. It's unfortunate for the fans because these are the two best teams in the NFC. You didn't really get to see the matchup happen because once Purdy got hurt, it was a completely different game. It makes you wonder why the league got rid of that rule with the emergency quarterbacks. I remember back in the day, I think early on, you had the NFL, the NFLPA had this rule where, you know, if you were a third quarterback... You could dress, but you cannot enter the game unless both quarterbacks ahead of him got hurt. They got rid of that in the new CBA negotiations. They said, okay, we're going to 
have more active roster spots for players, but we can't have to take the third quarterback out. In the 49ers case, if the third quarterback was active, you would have had Jay Garoppolo enter the game. And yes, he was not great shape with the foot. He had been starting to practice a little bit. But you figure he would have been available in an emergency and you could at least throw the ball down the field and give them a chance. They had no chance after both their garage, which is unfortunate. Chiefs and Bengals here. This is an excellent game throughout. Chiefs went by a field goal to go and get revenge for all the times Joe Burrow was beating Patrick Mahomes, and they were fired up about it. You heard all the people talking after the game about how people were writing them off. Big motivation here. Patrick Mahomes, with the high ankle sprain, plays excellent football. He's 29 for 43, 326 yards, two touchdowns, largely playing within the pocket. You can, like, sort of predicted that, that he's not going to scramble as much, but he's still an excellent quarterback within the pocket, and he did make all the plays. The excellent job taking what the strong Bengal defense gave them and making the plays to win the games here. The Chiefs passers also harassed Joe Burrow in this game. He got sacked five times through two key picks. The Cincinnati defense did create a key mental error late in the game. When Joseph Osai shoves Mahomes down, he's clearly out of bounds. Since an equal 45-yard field goal for the win. Great game, though. The one problem, however, all that brilliance on the field, all the fun stuff, the fact this game came down to the wire again. This is it. four times that these teams have met. They won by a field, field goal to side each game. The officiating overshadowed everything. Ron Torbert's crew had some really, really strange calls. They had a sequence where they let the Chiefs just replay a third down for a reason that was not made very clear either in the game or the pool report after the game. There's just a few critical calls go in favor of Kansas City like a sketchy intentional grounding late in the fourth quarter that looked like, you know, the runback was in the area that they ruled in grounding. It was so bad at one point that you had NFL, hashtag NFL rigged trending on Twitter. And that's never good. And let's be honest here. The game's not rigged. It would be the end of the league if you ever got out that the NFL was fixing matchups to try and uh, set up the games they want for TV ratings or ticket sales or whatever. This was just really, really bad officiating. There were plenty of things they screwed up the one against the Chiefs too. Remember the stretch stop play where... MVS is trying to go for the first down. They go ahead. They don't call out on the field. They have to have guess, a help from league a replay assist. That's not great. They forced the challenge and the Chiefs of the burn challenge there. Not good. We cannot have it, though, that we're having discussion about the officiating is doing the NFL's dirty work to bid the scales and tip the scales the way they want them. The end result, though, however, we have a pretty fun Super Bowl on end with the Chiefs and the Eagles. We'll get more of the storylines next week. We've got some time to let the game marinate a little bit and get fresh in people's minds, build the anticipation. But up next, we're going to our Super Bowl betting special here. We're going to be joined by Martino Puccio right after this. Show me the money. All right, we are back here. Show me the money. Super Bowl betting special here on the Just and the Suffering podcast. Join me today to break it all down. Great friend of the podcast. He talked some March Madness betting in the past. Now, Martino Puccio is here to do some Super Bowl betting. Martino, how are you? Good, good. You know, um, I got very positive feelings around the Jets. Um, you know, despite me not wanting to head to MetLife anytime soon, I, I have a very good feeling that number 12 is going to be unretired within the next three to four months. So I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, the sportsbooks really feel the same way because over the last couple of days, the Jets' uh, futures to win the Super Bowl next year, at least on DraftKings, dropped from plus 4,000 to plus 2,500, making them eighth in the league, which they have a suspicion something's going on. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, even even some books that have Rodgers' next team, they have the Jets at plus 115, so they're almost at even money now. Um, and considering that whole Packers situation, very different than last year. So many people want to compare and contrast to the Broncos, hiring Hackett as, as a head coach, despite you know the Packers having a great season the year prior. This isn't the case now. Um, so again, I think I think a lot of people are just reluctant to say it just because it's the Jets and no other actual reason for it. So, yeah. Plus, you also have the factor in here now that, like, the Packers are one year closer to the end of Jordan Love's rookie contract. And, you know, at some mm-hmm. point you have to see what you have in him. And, like, Rodgers is 39. This could be, you know, they could say, hey, let's try and, like, duplicate history where, you know, we send the quarterback, our old quarterback to the Jets and get our new quarterback in there and start our next run of greatness. So, like, I see them trying, thinking that logical line through. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, it's just it, it makes all the sense in the world for the Packers at this point. They tried. I mean, they traded Devontae Adams. They don't really have the weapons like the defense is good. It's got a bunch of injury issues on the offensive line. The Jets do have better weapons, in my opinion. Uh, overall, I, th- I think the Packers definitely have the better running backs, but. Bryce, uh, Brees Hall's uh, looking a little bit better um, now running on these anti-gravity treadmills. So um, it's it's looking pretty damn good. So I, 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 you know me, I'm an eternal pessimist, but I have optimism when I, when I feel like it's necessary. And I, I feel, I feel good about this. Also like Woody Johnson just doesn't give a damn like this, this, at this point he's fed up. It's, I believe the longest playoff drought, um, in in how long for i think it's the longest in franchise history first of all and it's secondly long, it's longest in the league by far yeah yeah it's the longest in the league by far we know that but i think the longest since the saints i believe way back in the 70s and 80s so this is uh it's a dire time and situation so yeah yeah well let's uh, let's say the jet talk for maybe in the future here let's get some quick like recap here any big takeaways in the championship games over the weekend um Honestly, not not really. I wasn't feeling too hot on the Bengals, um, considering that offensive line again was missing uh, three starters on there. Mahomes, I was a little skeptical of the ankle. I, I that's why I didn't bet pre uh, pregame stuff. I was just waiting to see how he was moving, and then I'm like, oh, this isn't even this isn't even a question. Chiefs are winning this. I, I was live betting on Travis Kelsey overs and those hit, so I was doing well there. Um, and then again, even in even in the Eagles game, same thing. Purdy goes down. I, I was more in in the in the eyes of an Eagles uh, supporter and backer for this one. I just still wanted to see how it played out, so I didn't really pick a winner in either. I was just going with live bets, and I was doing really well with those. So again, Miles Sanders, I had like two plus touchdowns on, on a live bet there. Um, so that, that was great. That was at like plus one ninety, and then Eagles to win the fourth quarter. I was, I had a really good weekend overall for all sports, um, included. So yeah, I mean, listen, um, this wasn't too big of a takeaway for me. I, I think the chiefs were just the better overall team. It was asking a lot again for the Bengals to go in there. There was a lot of talking from Cincy side of things, I mean, the Niners, you can only go so far with the quarterbacks that they had. And then the second Purdy hurt is UCL. Like, it was it was toast. Like, no disrespect to Josh Johnson. The number one, the defense was also having issues trying to stop them. So then you're playing from behind and you're asking Josh Johnson to do that. I think what we saw was the two best teams in each, each conference all season long finally make it to the Super Bowl. And, and I like seeing that. I do like seeing these really good teams from top to bottom make it there. Um, I think there's 
clear advantages on both sides uh, for the, for these franchises here, and there's a lot of good storylines as well. Yeah, there absolutely are here, and I do think it's also fun. I had I had a good parlay weekend on Sunday. I had a couple of the FanDuel promo, DraftKings promo parlays, and I did parlay both uh, spreads to the Eagles and the Chiefs, and I threw a Memphis college basketball money line in there to boost my odds I hit. There you go, uh, Penny Hardaway helping you out there. Um, haven't been betting too much college basketball this season. I think it's just I can't. I can't. They last season was a was the ultimate sucker punch for both programs that I root for. So I'm just like, spare me, God, from from that college basketball at the moment. Um, and it was looking bleak this past uh, Sunday as well until they turned it around. But again, Iona's a different day. So we discussed that. Yeah. Absolutely here. So let's look ahead now. We got this matchup here coming up in about 10, uh, 12 days from now. We have Chiefs-Eagles, uh, Eagles early favorites here. What do you think about this matchup here? I think as you mentioned here, top teams, a lot of angles. There's the Andy Reid angle, the, the quarterbacks, the Kelsey brothers. There's a lot here. Yeah, I mean, two two black quarterbacks making it into the Super Bowl. Andy Reid facing the Eagles again. Kelsey, Kelsey brothers, like you mentioned. Um Again, this is just like a Mahomes legacy story. Like on, uh, like the path that he's on right now is just, it's incredible. It's incredible. I, I already think he's the second best quarterback I've ever seen. I, I only think Tom Brady's better. I, I genuinely believe that. Uh, the guy's made as many, uh, well, one less Super Bowl than Peyton Manning already. If he wins this, he has as many as Peyton. Um, I don't really want to hear the Montana stuff. I think he's clearly better than Montana. Um, has he arguably had the greatest tight end of all time? Sure. Has he had one of the best head coaches of all time as well? Definitely in the 21st century. I think Andy Reid is only second to to Bill Belichick. I, I, there's no disputing that. Um, Mahomes is just a machine. He all, like you know I, I get the excuse to Joe Burrow losing three of his offensive linemen. Mahomes was on a high ankle sprain and he missed three of his wide receivers that game. Um, he's never had like a great running back in the, in that sense uh, either. Um, he did his best running back ended up being not a great human. So that's why they got rid of him. Uh, listen, Eagles top to bottom. I think they have the best roster overall. And I think the two clear advantages that the chiefs have over the Eagles are, it's a sizable gap, but it's not, it's not like the Eagles have like the worst. And I mean, tight end is clear that Kelsey is, is better than Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard is still a respectable tight end in this league. And Jalen hurts is an MVP candidate. And I think Mahomes, I think I think one of these two guys should be the MVP outside of the Super Bowl MVP as well. This is it. Like I think these are your two guys that you have to have there. I understand arguments for maybe some other players, but I, I think it's been these two. It's been proven. Um, yeah, I, I I really think I am on the side of the Chiefs, though. I really am because it's going to be one of those things where. I think the main reason why Mahomes and the Chiefs lost that last Super Bowl against the Bucs was no offensive line. There was no offensive line. It was a great pass rush. Eagles have a great defense here, but nah, man. Um, this guy has two weeks to heal that high ankle sprain. It looked pretty damn good considering one week off a high ankle sprain, and it looked like a minimal high ankle sprain compared to like past players that we've seen. To me, it's just at this point, it's I don't want to look back on history and say, was I batting, uh, betting against Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl? I just I just think it's naive with the team that they have. Um, again, Eagles, I respect them. I think they've been the best overall team in the NFL this season. But 
Mahomes in a one-off game, man, like that's just somebody I like to rock with. So that's, yeah, I guess you could tell where I'm leaning with this. They're slight underdogs with this. Their spreads around one and a half in most places. Um, this is very close overall. I did have them on a future. I think it was like plus 500 for them to beat the Niners. Um, probably, probably naive of me to just like expect uh, Purdy to take care of business. Regardless if he didn't play, it was just the Eagles deserved it. Um, but yeah, I just I just think a lot of things like that, the Kelsey touchdown stuff, I, I think there's just so many different types of ways to go. It's unfortunate that New York doesn't offer a lot of cooler props, um, especially like Super Bowl MVP um, and all that. You have to head over to Connecticut or Jersey for those things because, you know. New York State Gambling Commission doesn't make any sense at all with this stuff. And I know we go we go we go through this all the time. I, I don't know if you follow cup stuff. Um so for like soccer, for instance, they have domestic cups. There's obviously um, you know, the league titles the champions league, but the domestic leagues, they don't you can't bet on them in New York. But it's like, okay, but we could pet bet on the champions league which is essentially a cup and also the the world cup so like explain to me how that makes sense new york they they can't because kathy hochel is just wanting to to worry about uh other things but i won't get into all the politics of it despite her husband running the gambling commission but god forbid we get into that um yeah and then overall how how was jalen hurt's shoulder I think a lot of people were were questioning that. A lot of Eagles fans that I know personally are thinking that he's still not 100%. Again, two weeks is a big boost for someone like that. I just I don't know that they could get away with it in this one. I don't think so. The numbers that he had against the Niners, although albeit a great defense, this is the worst defense that they're facing. I think the Chiefs did struggle in that sense of like, Three offensive linemen in that game was close at home. You know, like I totally understand the ang- angle for Eagles backers. I think this is going to be one of the best Super Bowls that we've seen in a long time. I really do. I think it's shaping up for that. Um, I love looking at, you know, like combining like certain things like say Mahomes like 250 plus pass yards, even one uh, 275 pass yards. That's at minus 144, even if you like that as single plays. And I like to parlay it with certain things. Um, you could even go to different types of players um, within this. Um, Pacheco has really been someone I, I love going with, but I, I think against this Eagles defense, it's not something I'm as confident in. If you just like old reliable Kelsey, like think about it, like 275 plus pass yards and Kelsey TD anytime is plus 174. Um, and then again, you just look into to different areas of, of stuff like, like, you know, over one and a half touchdowns by Mahomes. That's minus 220. That's juicy. But again, you just add to it. And again, we see you've seen everything with these ladder special plays, I've assumed, of of like six to seven late parlays where it comes out to even money for people. So the people love taking those. Like, I don't see what's the point in backing away from certain plays like this. I think there's so many different stuff to look at. Um, and again, you'll benefit if you don't live in New York because... I think I think there's so many better options on other books, especially DraftKings with the with the parlay boosts. That's the best thing about DraftKings is getting like 100% boosts on on plays that are nothing ridiculous. Like you ask for you put down like what a plus 250 parlay on two to three legs. That's pretty decent value to begin with, and then you could 
get a hundred percent profit boost on that. That's, that's insane. It, it is. It is. Yeah. I mean, just again, you're not asking too much as far as totals go. Well, let, I'm not really sure. Yeah. Let's, let's go but, through Let's go each thing. One th- at times. You sort of sure. going through a lot of things here. So we'll start with the line <laughs> yeah. right now. recording early here. So right now the early line is Eagles laying two in the game, which I think those, that's about what you expect for this kind of game. Because like, when you have two mm-hmm. teams that are elite, you're never getting over a field goal. So at this point, this the line's kind of like usual, which is basically assuming who wins. Yeah, no, exactly. And at, and at that point, it's like I, I just go for alt spreads, right? Like I, I, I like I like buying the points um, as well. I think there's so many different things to look at. Like uh, here, wait, apologies, trying to trying to pull it up. So. Again, I think the best way to 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 get to the spread, I think you have to go to a winner first, right? So I think you have to solidify and feel comfortable with who you think is going to win the game. And with that, I think presents so much value when it's this close because then the alternate spreads kick in. Um, so say like the Chiefs, you think the Chiefs could still win by a couple of points here, even minus two and a half is at plus 116. Like that's, you're saying by a field goal, you know, like that's, there's value in that, it, it, despite what you might think, you know. Um, and then you just try and parlay it with other sides. I think I think I would just take the underdog in these spreads. I think if I were to take the Eagles, I would I would feel better outright um, than anything because especially when games are this close. I, I just I just there's something about Mahomes, man. I know it kind of it might sound lazy overall, but the guy is just too damn good because. There was a lot of people trying to back Burrow, the Bengals, and all that, all those types of things. And then we see what Mahomes was performing with, with with a lot of receivers going down. And you're just like, oh my god, like this guy had a high ankle sprain. Have you ever, like seriously though? We've seen high ankle sprains happen for quite a while now. Have you ever seen a player play better on a high ankle sprain? Like no, no, <laughs> no. Like he that that throw was it to Valdez Scantling? Um, uh, on that one touchdown pass was one of the best touchdown passes I've seen, given the circumstances, uh, the injury, the player who he's passing to, how he's throwing off of one leg. Like Tony Romo had one of the dumbest comparisons, but I mean, we'll we'll spare him there. But I mean, good lord, dude! Like that's to me, that's something I just don't mess with at this point. And it's not like he has to. The funny thing is, like, too, with this narrative story of Mahomes having to overcome something, you know, like. A lot of people go like, oh, well, you know, like Peyton Manning had to overcome all this stuff. There was all this pressure, his comparison to to Brady at the time. Brady had three Super Bowls. It was a lot for Peyton to overcome. Mahomes already has a Super Bowl. Um, I, Dude, this is – I'm not going against this guy. I just can't. I just – I really can't. And as yeah. much as I respect the Eagles and I understand, and I understand that, dude, like just – I, I guess I have to go with Mahomes and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't say if since you're leading that way, I feel like you would definitely want to hop on that money line being plus money for the Chiefs right now. Mm-hmm. So we're recording right now. Mm-hmm. It's plus 105. Eagles are minus 125 here. I mean, that's like getting mm-hmm. plus money on a, like a game that close on the money line. I feel like it's pretty good if you're a Chief backer here. And the Eagles, the 125 price isn't too bad either. No, none, none of them are bad on on the on those prices at all. Um, DK has better... Um, of odds um especially if you go if you go by that because FanDuel is like around like plus 100 odds checker is where i've been doing a bunch of stuff for work um with soccer and everything that's basically where i've just been checking our odds and our odds are, are great so they compare and contrast 
every single sports book that you're able to legally bet in. So if you choose uh, whatever state you live in that has legal sports books, you could just compare like like Super Bowl, for instance, ready. Um, the Super Bowl betting odds. So it, so they just have FanDuel up at the moment, but they, they usually have like multiple sports books when they're when they're like put in. And I mean, I'll tell you, man, like they just have some real crazy freaking differences like across the board here there's even money in most places and then others will have plus 105 and they'll give you the best value like the the eagles are up to minus 125 in some places to me i mean unless you're like an eagles backer strong through and through then like i see where you're coming from i do like alternate point totals by the way i think that's something i always like going on i didn't love the total last game uh, between the Chiefs and the Bengals. So I took an alternate of 40 and a half, which ended up being probably the best option I had on the board, considering it was finished at 43. Um, again, stuff like that I like to look at and take, and I, and I rock with that at the end of the day. And to be honest with you, um, just I, I, I would I would look at receiving yards for certain players. There's so many different options that you could have as well. Uh, yeah, we'll get to we'll get to that I, one second. Yeah, you know, okay. Stick Sorry. On, stick on this hole <laughs> for, for one second here because you mentioned it right now the game total is 49 and a half as of recording here. So they're probably hovering that 49 and a half to like 50 and a half range, most likely barring like positive new on Mahomes' ankle here. I would think like that's a fair number, but I can see your point. Where you want to shop for like a better value on that. Yeah, it's just there's. I think it's a kind of a high number considering the defenses, right? Like I just, there's, there's certain numbers as well that you could like go down to like a over 46 and a half is still like minus 165 in certain places, which is really not that bad. Um, You know, considering you could still see a lot of points in this, you know, that there's, you, you could, if you're not comfortable with the, with the number of being 48, 49 or whatever, you still you still dip down um to all of that. I like I like putting that. And then again, if you like certain props, it it just really you have to break down each by each. I know I do it in a totally bizarre way, I guess, compared to most people, because I like figuring out what's gonna happen within the game, and then I just go to the props after that. So for me, I don't I don't love the spread in this unless I'm a Chiefs backer, which I am. So the furthest I'll go is like alt spreads of like minus two and a half because there's some plus money value in that. As far as totals go, I think it's a little bit high, to be honest with you. Um, so you play the under and, if you had to play this number. Um, not bet the under. I think just alternate overs. Like I was saying, like over again, like over forty six and a half was was around like the minus one sixty area. Um, minus 165 is the best value in most places. Um, so for me, I like taking that um, because again, that's not too much juice, but it's a pretty decent number that, you know, 47 points, like we're talking 24, 23 easily could happen within this. Um, because again, we got rid of the Niners defense. We saw what the Eagles did against one of the best defenses. And then again, say, say the Eagles pull out in front, man. Then you then you have the Chiefs shooting it out like you have Mahomes slinging it like, you know, that's where the total comes into play. I just like playing it a little bit safer only because of that, you know, because the intensity within a Super Bowl is insurmountable. Like there's there's nothing compared to it. And for me, if I can get a slightly lower number by like three points here, 
and it's only minus 160, why wouldn't you take it? You know, if you want to parlay with that. And even like a single single play, it's not bad either. I, I don't know how you feel about that, but I, I think it's something worth looking at. Yeah, it is here. And obviously, we got a lot of fun here with the process. Really, where this game is sort of, yeah, <laughs> had a lot of interest here because obviously, like, I'm not talking about all the crazy stuff like the Gatorade color or the uh, coin toss. Yeah. Like, all that's coming late next week at this point. But, like, just like in game stuff here. I look at the TD score numbers first here. We're looking at DraftKings right now. I mean, I'm looking here. Like, there are three players who are minus money to get on anytime touchdown scores. There are Miles Sanders, Hertz, and Travis Kelsey. Everybody else is plus money here. Anybody on the touchdown board jump out to you in any direction? Uh, so you're referring to any time or it could just be, it could be if you have any touchdown any, play you like. I mean, listen, like any number on the first touchdown score is actually pretty insane. I think like the lowest number you're really looking at is plus 650 with Travis Kelsey um, or plus 600 at Miles Sanders. And again, it all varies depending upon the book you're at. So say you go by DK, you want to go with what do you have there? Miles Sanders is plus six fifty, and then like seven, exactly seven hundred for Jalen Hurts, seven hundred for mm-hmm. Kelsey, and then eight fifty for Isaiah Pacheco, his first TD score. And then again, if with the way the Eagles have been doing their um, short gains, by the way, has been insane, right? Like we see how they they're running in with the with the like, and a lot of people take exception to the way the Eagles are are doing their fourth and shorts or you know third and shorts because of their just bully ball. Um, which has been working again. Like, why wouldn't you want to use one of those options? Again, I love going for crazy options in this. Uh, I think you remember a couple of years ago when it was Niners uh, Chiefs. Um, I had use check on the first touchdown just because yeah. of the way Shanahan's a play caller like that. Um, again, there is, I don't think there's a wrong answer within this, right? Like, yeah. Like who's to say that Boston Scott again doesn't do something like plus twenty five hundred? I don't think you see anything with special teams, um, but you just you got to exhaust all the options. Every all the stops are pulled out in the Super Bowl. It's funny um, you brought Boston Scott. I had him circle here. It's like anytime touchdown score a plus four fifty, <laughs> I'm definitely playing that because he has scored a touchdown each of their two playoff games. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, everyone's just like married to the idea. It's just against the Giants, but it's like no, like I mean. You exhaust all your options. Sanders is awesome. Um, Hertz has been great. They didn't have a, a, a pass catching touchdown in, in in the last game, and that's against one of the best defenses. Again, I don't think you can go wrong in any direction. For me, I would say any time touchdown score, the safest is Travis Kelsey at this point. Like I, I, I was looking at it and staring at it at the championship game. I'm like, there's no way he goes again. And at this point, you're what we're seeing here statistically in terms of the playoffs there isn't there hasn't been a better player like he's on track to be the greatest receiving uh playoff player of all time and we're talking about some of the greatest names to ever grace it like jerry rice played multiple super bowls it was playing with montana all that stuff i know it was a different era with throwing but my goodness i mean at this point it just seems negligible to not bet on him um I just there's there's certain players on the Eagles that it, it feels risky for the touchdown scores for the receiver receiving end of things. But again, there's just so much value with it, man. Plus thirteen hundred. Well, that's sorry. That's for that's any time score. Um, if I can get the yeah, if you want, first touchdown you, another, score. Another way we can look at the touchdown score is the first touchdown score for a team because like you go you go Travis Kelsey there. It's <laughs> yes, plus three twenty for the yeah, I'm yeah, like, that as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so I also want to look at some of the other like numbers here. I mean, like 
rushing yard props. I definitely want to keep keep, keep an eye here. I think the Jalen Hurst is going to get 47 and a half. I think that's a fun one. 47 and a half is a lot. That is a lot. I just, he, he's, I, I just, what's his injury? Like that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm just thinking. Like he's, he's such a threat. And I think it's obviously something that could pay off in the end. And 47 and a half is not a stupid number, but I don't know. It's just, I'm worried about Hurts in that sense. I, I just don't have a clear-cut answer. Like, I saw what we saw with Mahomes, right? But but with this Hurts stuff, he was saying during the playoffs of prior to the match against the Giants, he was saying he's still not 100%. He's playing injured. Again, he played with the Niners. We saw how much he was throwing. There were some issues with the throwing. Two weeks is two weeks, but I don't know. I guess I guess you could say longest rushing attempts as well There's are, are very interesting. Plus one third. I mean, sorry, minus one thirty for Hertz over twelve and a half. So even if you don't love the the over on the total rush yards, you could say like, okay, but what if Hertz gets one rush off? That's not bad. That's not bad. Um, yeah, let's go ahead to receiving yards here. Another fun one here. I like the the one I'm really circle here is Travis Kelsey's total is seventy seven and a half for the game. He had seventy eight yards the AFC title game. He had over a hundred against the Jaguars in the divisional round here. So I feel like that's one that people are going to try and target right away as well. Yeah, I mean, it's he had three receptions, I believe, in the first quarter because I was obviously I was tailing his over six and a half receptions, and they come out slinging to him. But I guess the real question is, how healthy are the other options on defense? Uh, I mean, sorry, uh, weapons wise for the Chiefs, um, because if if the Eagles start doubling Travis Kelsey, that could be a bit of an issue here. Um, I that's that's the only thing I think I really just like the receptions in total for Kelsey, maybe some alternate yards um, as well. But I, I, I don't know what, what what do you really like with that? For me, I, I kind of try and stay away from that unless it's just something I really like. I, I don't know. It's that's not for me personally. I get it. I respect it. Um, but to me, eh. So it's like 22 and a half. Yep. That's it's not the craziest thing, but I don't know, man. Yeah. Just that's that's not for me. If you like it, go for it. Yeah. I also want to take a quick look before we wrap up here is the some of these Super Bowl specials, what they have on DraftKings. I think are actually fun here. They have any quarterback to have one plus receiving touchdowns. Otherwise, the Philly special prop. Any player <laughs> to return a punch or a kickoff or a touchdown. Any player with 55 plus yard reception. A non-quarterback to have a passing touchdown. I think to kick a game-winning walk-off field goal at the end of regulation, and any offensive <laughs> lineman to score a receiving touchdown here. So I did the one that catch my attention here. It's the big play potential on these guys. The 55-yard reception I yeah. play. Yes, I think that's the best one out of all of it. I mean, if they if they go to a receiving touchdown, that's just I don't know. That <laughs> uh, my friend did have a $25 free bet on the walk-off touchdown. Poor guy obviously lost it because there was eight seconds on the clock. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, that's always something uh, to look at as well. Um, I probably would just do the reception yards because we've, we saw some pretty damn big plays to be honest with you. Um, I would also say if you're a believer in the Philly special thing, I think you have to parlay the, the uh, quarterback receiving touchdown, non quarterback passing touchdown one. Do they give you the ability to do that? Uh, because sometimes they don't, they don't if you parlay I, that kind of stuff because I, the odds. The odds are insane on that, yeah. So, like, that's, if that's an, available to you and you feel like that's an option, why not? 
No, yeah, I mean, it, that it just it it makes sense because both would hit at at the same time. It's not like you get one or the other; like they both ha- would have to hit. Um, uh, in in that sense, like if you're if you're obviously going with the quarterback to receive the touchdown, then you might as well just take that. But if you just want like you know Mahomes rush it in or or Hurts rushing it in, that's that's different with the anytime touchdown score. Um, but again, I think I just for me, what I love most is the. I mean, listen, under 250 and a half pass yards for Jalen Hurts, minus 115. That's only had 120 last game. Um, I don't know if he gets that many yards, to be honest with you. That's a, it's a pretty hefty number. Mahomes, I'm like almost confident. Like, I think the guy could hit 300. Yeah, I think that's for sure here. I do think in terms of, I'm also excited to wait for next week to see like, when they break out, usually like Friday or Saturday, the tie-ins to the, the parlays of the other sports. I think that's always fun to see those. Like, it's like, oh, like, like I remember a couple of years ago, there was one like, who had, like, like higher told James Harden made threes or like Julie Ellen reception, something like that. Stuff like that I like, I like watching too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I don't know. I usually like change it up. I, I would, oh, wait, well, that's, well, since the game's in two weeks, it's, it's not really the best one. But I would say that um, if anyone is interested in betting in some soccer, I can give you an almost guaranteed uh, win that uh, Tottenham Hotspur are going to be advancing to the next round of the Champions League, and that's at minus 144. If you want a nice soccer play, that is I, – I, I will – you know, if you want to yell at me and call me names, if that doesn't hit, feel free. That's how confident I am in, in not advancing. This is just like a classic, you know, when your team's struggling and, and sucking, that's the that's that's the one play right now. This is like, you know, peak Mets free fall and, you know, the message is going to keep losing and you just bet against them. That's what this is at this point. So if anyone is interested in that. Yeah, absolutely. Last question I have for you here is like, let's say is like you got handed a hundred bucks here. How are you bet using it to bet the game? Um, honestly, probably forty dollars on Chiefs money line. Uh, I would toss twenty dollars on a first touchdown scorer. Um, and then I would just day of make a decision. Um, so what are we at right now? That's sixty. Um, so the the other forty, I, I think I would put um ten dollars on the super bowl mvp uh and then the others would just be like on props i think i would put it on the old alternate total i think i would have under on the jalen hurts passing yards as well um for the 250 you just i always like looking at alts and then again trying to parlay like certain juicy alternate passing yards so like mahomes for 250 plus pass yards or like even 200 with, uh, you know, Hertz over like 40 plus rushing yards and just have stuff like that and alternate receptions for stuff like that. Um, so again, uh, yeah, I, I just, just spread it out like that. But again, the, the, the majority percentage, I would put like $40 on, on a winner in the chiefs, because to me, it's just, at a certain point with spreads in a game like this, I'm like, yeah, you know what? No thanks, unless I'm super bankroll. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Martino. Thanks all the time. I really appreciate it. People follow you on social media. How can I do that? Yeah, they could just uh, follow everything uh, at Martino Puccio uh, everywhere. That's Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok as well. Um, just 
doing a bunch of stuff on there, trying to do more baseball videos. I try, I hope to drop a Keith Hernandez, why Keith Hernandez should be a Hall of Famer uh, coming up, because I think Scott Rowland making the Hall of Fame before Keith is pretty inexcusable, um, all things considered, and especially with what they've been doing with the Veterans Committee. I, I'm i honestly getting tired of it, because there's there's just no logistics behind it at all. It's, just, it's, it's really tiring for me, and Mets biased aside, it just... It just doesn't make any sense considering who who else they've let in over the years. Um, and Keith can't even get in. It's just stupid. Absolutely, Martina. Thanks for all the time. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. The two minute drill. All right, two minute drill time. Covering the Australian Open here. Interesting Fortnite out in Melbourne. There's a lot of chaos in both sides of the draws. Plenty of the top seeds mount early, including the defending champion on the men's side, Rafael Nadal. He loses to American Mackie McDonald in the second round. Nadal's clearly battling an injury, but Craig McDonald. Good job by the American men also. They had three men reach the quarterfinals for the first time in nearly two decades. The end result, though, was predictable because Novak Djokovic ends up winning the tournament. He takes care of Stefano Sissipas in straight sets in the final to win his 10th Australian Open title, extending his record for the most slam titles down under. And he's now caught the doll again in the all-time uh, slam race of 22. Now announces a two-man race as Roger Federer is retired. He's now won the last four months he's been able to participate in. He won in, 20, won in 2020, 2018, 2019. He did not, not get to play in 2022. As you know, he won, my bad, he won 2021, 2020, 2019. He did not get to play in the 2020 Open, 2022 Open, because of his decision not to get vaccinated. And he's got to pour the whole big drama thing here. But he did win this one here with a bat with a hamstring injury, dealing with that the whole tournament. That's not easy. This does set the stage here for a huge French Open in May. He and Nadal be vying for the all-time lead. Nadal's the king of clay. He's won at Roland Garros 14 times, including last year. An epic duel they end up meeting up there. You figure that the both should be healthy by that point. It should be a lot of fun there. The women's side was pretty wide open at this tournament. Since we entered the field with only two former champs in there, thanks to a bunch of retirements and some injuries. The end result was Arena Sabalenka winning her first Grand Slam title. Good job by her. She was a semifinalist at the U.S. Open the last two years. She semifinalist at Winnelon in 2021. She's another contender now to coming a loaded women's side of the post Serena era. So a lot of contenders had good tournaments. Some had some disappointments. Let's see how this shapes out to the French because you can never really predict what's going on on the women's side right now. With that, I want to end the show for the week. I want to thank Martina Puccio again for coming on here to do our Super Bowl betting breakdown here on the podcast. If you want more good stuff like the podcast, including my look at what the Nathaniel Hackett hire at offensive coordinator means to the Jets, check out the blog over at justinthesuffering.wordpress.com. Check out the Sky Guys podcast. We're doing our regular Bad Badge coverage. We covered episode five last week of season two. We also kicked off Mando Mondays this week. We are going on Mondays and catching up what's going to happen with the Mandalorian to get ready for season three. This week's season one review me and Nick Friday dropped on the Sky Guys podcast. So you want that stuff? Subscribe to the Sky Guys podcast, same podcast platform mentioned at the top of the show. So follow me on Twitter at mphillips331. That's M-P-H-I-L-I-P-S-331. And with that, that is it for this week's podcast. Coming up next week, we're going to go ahead and preview the Super Bowl. We're going to get you set up for all the big headlines of the big game and get you covered at all angles here. We're going to do our final set of NFL picks of the year and more. So you have a better week than Bengals fans.
This has been the Just End the Suffering Podcast. I'm out.